A message from the Virginia Department of Health. Yes, Virginia, you can help stop the spread of COVID-19. Stay home, wash your hands, wear a mask in public, and stay six feet away from others. Learn more at bdh.virginia.gov. The Mark Willard Show continues on KNBR 104.5 and 680, the sports leader. Mark Willard Show, it is Tuesday night. One of my good friends, Aaron Oberholzer, Golf Channel, San Mateo Bearcat, former KNBR kind of employee, joins us now. And uh, I, I really want to get into the idea of golfers being mic'd up because it sounds like that's on the way. But first and foremost, how are you, buddy? What's going on? I'm, I'm good. I kind of employee. That's that's uh, that's interesting. Kind of employee. I, I guess that that's correct. It's, I wasn't really I don't I can't remember. I don't think I was paid. You don't get I wasn't a paid internship. So it, it, I guess kind of employee is perfect. Right. Like they honestly. gave you a, they gave yeah. you a badge, but they didn't give you a check. That's kind of an employee. I don't even I don't even know if I had a badge, quite honestly. I think I had to knock at the door down below at the old studios and go, yeah, it's me, the intern. Can you let me up? <laughs> they had to buzz you in like an apartment yeah, building or something? To, I swear. I swear they had to buzz me in. I don't remember having a key card. <laughs> well, I have a key card now, but I don't even know where it is because uh, we, you know, who's been to the office in three months? I don't even know where my bag is. You know what I mean? Like, Brother, who knows? I'm, 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 I'm just a barely qualified to answer phone calls for you right now. That's for sure. As far as what I did at KBR, I'm barely qualified for that. Especially well, if you ask Bradnich. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, we don't have the opportunity to ask him anything anymore. He's uh, he's, I, he's I heard, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. He's he's living the good life. He's just sitting here watching all this. But anyway, I you know so um, Justin Thomas is among the players today. I saw him post something on social media that was kind of like, uh, I'm not comfortable with the idea of of mics on us during a round. Now, he has since taken the tweet down, which is interesting. But what I wonder from you, bud, just in your travels and to talking to your friends, do you think that his hesitation is likely shared by a lot of golfers? Uh, yes, I think that, that, that it is. I think that there, there's a raised eyebrow by quite a few PGA Tour players. Um, I think they're worried about there's, I think they're worried. They're all independent contractors. So I think some of their worries – they worry about how the conversations that they have on the golf course may or may not affect potential sponsors if it's done live. And to my knowledge, uh, Golf Channel and NBC, I know CBS is obviously going to make this big push this weekend too, but Golf Channel and CBS, uh, Golf Channel and NBC, we want to make this push as well. And, and because what, what I guess what people don't understand is that with no fans out there, we're trying to get as much um, content as we can within the broadcast that people will really want to listen to and people will really want to hear what the players and caddies converse about at the highest level. So, so I would imagine certain players are, are worried about proprietary information getting out there um, or maybe the off-color story or joke that they don't want out there. But usually what happens is that when a player is mic'd up, um, you know, that, that can change the way the player goes about his or her business, knowing that they're mic'd up there. You might not get exactly what you want out of that player. That's happened in the past. Um, but at the same time, it's a great opportunity for these players 
to really kind of show their personalities and to show what it's really like to be inside the ropes at a PGA Tour event. And I can promise you that the intensity is not quite there on a Thursday, Friday, but it's, but, but uh, boy, I'll tell you, if you get the right player mic'd up and that player is like right on the cut line, boy, that will be fascinating conversations to listen to between player and caddy. And people will get uh, people at home sitting at home. will get a lot out of that. Um, and as well as, you know, they'll understand how players think around the golf course. It, it, but I can understand to a certain extent certain things that players may or may not or may not want out there to the, to the general public or even if players at home who aren't playing that week are listening to and go, huh, I never thought about doing it that way. I, I'm, I might be giving information to another guy to make them a, a better player that I got to compete against the next week. So those, I understand that as a player, but as a broadcaster and as someone who's trying to help promote the game at the highest level, boy, they're doing themselves a disservice by not wanting to be mic'd up to a certain extent. They can do so much good for the brand and for themselves by, by actually being mic'd up, I, I think they can do more, way more good than they can harm, quite honestly. Well, that's kind of my thought. Like, I get it. I get that anytime something is new uh, and, and not private, people will be like, hold on a second. This, is, th- this concerns me. But the first thing you said, like they'd be worried about saying something that would affect a sponsor. Can't you look at that from the exact opposite view? This is an opportunity for sponsors, if you ask me, I can oh. give you I could give you a huge list of sports names whose personalities, whose brands, whose popularities outweighs his or her actual play because they show their personality. Chad Ochocinco. This is probably true for oh, Dennis yeah. Rodman, right? Like there are people, you're, they're good players, yeah. but they're household names because their personalities are allowed to show. And my gosh, golf needs this. Well, and there are certain golfers that could potentially be like that. If you talk about a guy like Max Homa, who is a great personality on social media and Twitter, who's got a great sense of humor, who's a really good dude. Uh, I can see him shining in this moment. Harold Varner, phenomenal guy. And someone that I would love to hear mic'd up because he's a chatterbox and he's a lot of fun to listen to and he's gregarious and fun and fun-loving. Um, but, dude, hey, listen, a lot of these guys are like me. They came from public golf course backgrounds and we all know what happens at public golf courses on Saturdays and Sundays and and all you guys out there listening right now that play golf you know who I'm talking about and you're able to let the the expletive kind of fly every once in a while when you don't hit the shot that you want to and think about that being mic'd up so I can understand a little bit of trepidation because it's easy the mics are so small and they slide right in your back pocket and these guys won't even feel it and another thing that thing you saw with Tom Brady, even though he hold the shot and yeah. during the match, yeah. when you saw that thing fly off his back, that was actually an IFB. That was not a mic. So people sitting there going, well, I mean, Tom Brady's mic fell off. The players are going to – that's going to drive the players nuts. That was his IFB, which means that's the thing that goes in his ear that allowed the announcers to talk to him so he could hear them. That's definitely not going to happen. They're just going to be mic. So those mics are, are, are stuffed in their back pocket. Um, or somewhere on their belt loop, very secure. The line, the, the mics are going to be very small. 
Um, and quite honestly, the techs are so good that they're not – most of the guys won't even know it's there, quite honestly. And, and if they keep saying that, I can still feel it, I can still feel it. The mic techs will the, – the sound techs will make sure that they create a situation where the player doesn't feel it at all. So that, that, they don't have to worry about that. It, it, it's more the fact that I, I think that, um, you know, I think certain players are, are, are a little concerned about something slipping out that might not, especially if we're, if we're live. And I well, think they're worried about, quite honestly, the tour, the, tour, the tour wanting this, but then the tour having ramifications against that player you know, and finding them for cussing when, quite honestly, everybody and their grandmother does that on Saturday and Sunday well, at the local muni. Well, I, now, just because it's live doesn't mean it's not on a short delay. You saw that with the, the, the event you already referenced, uh, Brady Manning Woods Mickelson. Uh, the audio kept cutting out every every 15 seconds, and it was because of that exact reason. So, I would yeah. think, I mean, can't the PGA Tour get something out of these guys and protect them at the same time? Yes, you can. It takes, it, it, uh, you know, I just talking about it with my, uh, with my direct live golf boss, um, the audio guy is going to have to be on his A game, right? without a doubt. If, <laughs> right. if, if we're live live, he's got to be on his A game. Or if we're just in a little delay, like a three, four second delay, he's, got, he's still got to be on his A game. Okay, with the sound. So if something slips and you hear an S bomb or an F bomb, um, even if it's really underneath the player's breath, those mics are strong. They pick up everything. Um, you know, the audio guy's got to be there to kind of protect the player, protect the product to a certain extent. And I, I would think that that's going to happen. But at the same time, I think we're, I, I hope as a society, we're getting past the point that a little cuss word here and there. Listen, my, I, I got a 10-year-old who loves basketball. You've got kids who love sports, and I'm sure your oldest loves basketball too, like mine loves basketball. Yep. We let him watch the Jordan documentary on ESPN. Same. And all yes. and on the ESPN, not on the Deuce, not on Correct. ESPN too, Same. where they yep. edited it all out. And so and, and Angie and I sat there, and we just said, Ethan, this is how grown men talk. You don't need to talk that way, okay? (laughs) This is how – sometimes this is how guys talk in locker rooms. And that's the reality of the situation. So I'm hoping everybody doesn't go, oh, oh my God, like they've never heard that talk before because that's completely disingenuous. Um, So, so, yeah, I mean, listen, everybody's everybody's a little worried about image and very image conscious to a certain extent. But this is, this is really a time that I think the players can really shine by letting themselves and allowing themselves to be mic'd up and get out there and, and have a good time with it and really show the people around the golf, golfing world and golfing fans, you know, kind of let them into their world, especially mentally. That's what, I think that's the biggest nugget that people will get out of this when players allow themselves to be mic'd is how they think. Because that, that's the real difference between – even a good amateur and like we're talking a scratch amateur or a, a, you know, a good amateur that makes, you know, us amateurs and us mid ams, but never could make it as a pro and the highest level of professional golf. It's not necessarily sometimes the way you hit the ball, but it's the way you think yourself around the golf course. And that's what you're going to be hearing a lot of the strategy. And that's the fascinating part. I think that will be for most people. Aaron Oberholzer, Golf Channel, is with us. Bud, do you think that this could be the fix to 
the Tiger Woods dynamic. You and I have talked about this before. The PGA Tour for years just falls back on what's Tiger doing and therefore spends no time building any other personalities. And we've talked about that that even though Tiger came back and he's playing again, he's not going to be here forever. And, And who does the tour market once he's gone? Could this be the fix? I think this is one of the things, without a doubt. I think this is one of the things. Listen, you're never, ever, ever going to replace Tiger Woods with anything. No chance, no how, no way. He's Ali. He's Jordan. He's he's everything as far as the sport is concerned. Um, he doesn't move the needle. We've said this for years. He is the needle. So it, 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 it's, a, it's a matter of getting other things going because there's never going to be another Tiger Woods. So this is, this is one of those other things that the PGA tour and the broad and the broadcast networks that broadcast the PGA tour, CBS, us at golf channel, NBC Fox with the U S open, you know, this is one of the things that can really kind of help push golf into the kind of, kind of to the next level. This, this kind of un, unlimited access, if you will, to, how players think, you know, the NBA tries it. The, 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 the NBA's tried it. The, the NFL's tried it. I can't, I, I can't speak to hockey cause I don't watch a lot of hockey. Um, MLB. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they've tried it. They've done in-game interviews, which I think are really cool. Um, but, but I, I, every time I hear one of those, it's not live. It's always a prepackaged thing that's been recorded. And then they do it as kind of a bundle you know, of the sounds of the game sort of thing. And I'm just like, eh, that's great and all. And it's, and it's, and then you're kind of into it, but it's not like real time. You're listening to what these guys are talking about. Like, I'd love to hear in real time, how linebackers talk to one another and how to strategize defense against an, an opposing offense on the football field. But I don't know that we'll ever hear that because you might hear some, some nasty language at times. Right, right. And same with N- NBA. You know, you, I mean, I can't imagine what – I've sat courtside at Suns games, which, you know, it's, it's pretty quiet, so you can hear everything, or at least back in the day it was pretty quiet. So you can hear everything, and and there's some language being thrown around on a basketball court too, if I remember correctly, even from our high school days. So, you know, quite honestly, it's um, – golf has a chance to kind of lead the way with this live miking stuff if they allow it to happen, if the players allow it to happen um, and, uh, and the powers that be allow it to happen, it could be really, really cool. Uh, Aaron, good stuff. Good perspective. Appreciate it. Big finish time. Are you ready? Ready. All right. Rock and roll. Aaron Oberholzer on the big finish. This is the big, 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 big finish. We've got the sand to give them a grand finale. On the Sports Leader. Now, here's Mark Willard. Okay, Aaron, two categories. You pick one. You want to do fun with food or mistakes were made? Oh, mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. I can't imagine what this is going. I can't imagine where this is going to go. I was hoping you'd say that. All right, here we go. Uh, (laughs) Tell us, tell us about the strangest injury you've ever suffered. Oh my gosh. Well, uh, there have been so many, Willard, that I can't imagine. Let's see. The, 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 I, 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 I pushed a rib out at 16 years old, the uh, 
stepping into the shower at my house in San Mateo growing up and had to withdraw from the San Francisco City Junior at Lincoln Park. Yep. Dead serious. I pushed I, I, a rib out. I remember that one. Yeah, I still don't understand I, how that uh, yeah. happened. And the, I, I, I've heard of the, shower injuries. You know, you slip, you fall, that, like stepping into yeah, it. Yeah, this was literally stepping into the shower and like, I don't know, I must have twisted or turned funny. And it was before I was going to drive up to the city and play my second or third round match with the San Francisco City Junior. And boom, a rib went out. And I was lying on my back, could barely breathe for the next like day and a half. Um, and, and then the other one was, you were part of this one. You were there. You were privy to it. Uh, was probably when I went up and tried to block. I can't remember who was trying to dunk on me and I wasn't going to have it. At, when we were playing on the eight-foot hoops at Ralston and I got slammed into the pole and I... I thought I thought I broke my back. I swear, you guys were all laughing at me. It was it was it was it was very strange. I was walking like an old man for about two days. It was very funny, and uh, it was not it was not me trying to dunk on you. I think that's why I was so happy. I was just glad to not be involved in uh, in it for once. For once. Um, okay, what is the worst shot you've ever hit on tour? Oh my. Um... The one that popped right when you set up, the one that pops into my brain immediately, and I don't know why this is, but uh, I, uh, second round match in the match play against Tiger, and um, in 2008 down in Arizona, and I strike it down the middle off the tee. He hits a good one down the middle off the tee, and I've got all I've got is a hybrid into this par five to get off to a good start. You know, potentially tie with fours and move on. I don't want to give him the hole. Um, it was a difficult hole to make Eagle on. So the odds of him making Eagle were low. And I took a hybrid, which is basically like a three iron. Okay. For the most part. Right. But it's an easy to hit type three iron. And I hit this thing so far right into the desert. My caddy, like I swear, Woos, my caddy, Dave Woosley, he did a double take because he'd never seen me hit a shot that bad. I am, I am 50, 60 yards right of the green from 225 yards out into the desert. Desert. Couldn't believe it. He couldn't. I couldn't believe it. I stood there. I was shocked. I was embarrassed because I'm playing Tiger, and Tiger's probably sitting there going, "What the hell oh, is the- going on with this guy?" <laughs> well, did you uh, did you make par? I made par and then went went down because he made an easy he birdie. Made, he probably he hit like birdie. a five iron or something yeah, into exactly. the green. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. Last one. Uh, Tell everybody about the shot you hit on the 17th hole at Q school the year before you ended up on the PGA tour. Oh, I have to relive that again. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, so I'm, I'm, so Q school is 108 holes. So it's six rounds back then in 2000. Yep. And I am, I am one shot to the good, meaning I have got my tour card with two holes to play. So I'm on my 107th out of 108 holes, and I have got one shot to play with. So if I finish par par or finish bogey par or par bogey or any combination of that or better, I get my PGA Tour card, and I'm off to the PGA Tour. I proceed. I'm in between clubs. My caddy and I are discussing it. She's like, he's like, it's always better to take a little more. Pond, kind of a peninsula green with water surrounding it. Can't go too far long or else you'll bounce in. Can't be short or right, you'll bounce in. So I'm aiming just a little left of the flag, 15, 20 feet. And I decide to take the seven iron. There's more room to the back left. Hit the seven iron, kind of 
come out of it just a little bit because I know I've got just slightly too much club. So if I if I really if I really smack it good, it might be that one hop. But eight iron, if I don't catch it perfect, is coming up short potentially in the water. So I take the seven and try to kind of hit a three quarter but with speed type shot. Come out of it a little bit. One hop, front right, boom in the water. I make double bogey. Miss a 25-footer on the last hole for birdie, and I missed my card by one shot. <laughs> and I, I can was, laugh. I, I can laugh now. Oh, devastated. dude, we, we were all devastated. But can laugh devastated. now because it's a beautiful story because you ended up with, uh, with you know, the second-tier uh, uh, tour, and then you went out and kicked butt and ended up on the tour of the year later. Well, it, it's, it's only how you look at it. So after, after an hour of sitting upstairs in the clubhouse at – PGA West and literally thinking of the highest bridge I can jump off of at that point, I sit there and I go, okay, perspective overholster. You, you've had, you've had, you don't have corn fairy status. Now you finally have corn fairy status. All you had was Canadian tour status before that. So you're actually got better status than you've ever had in your life. You know? So at that point I started to kind of split the script and go, okay, it's, it's not a matter of, of if it's just a matter of when I get out there and I've just got to be patient. And this is, this is, this is the plan. So you just got to follow the plan. There you go. See, that's what, that's the message all of us need right now. Just, just, that's the message we all need. We're going to keep following the plan. Hey man, always great to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love it when you have a mic on, it works out pretty well. (laughs) I appreciate it, brother. My guy, Aaron Oberholzer, Golf Channel, good stuff from him, joining us this evening. Coming up next, the draft is tomorrow. When the draft is coming in baseball, we go to Baseball America. My guy, Kyle Glazer, he's the guy, and he will join us next on the Sports Leader.